It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Hi folks, welcome to this week's Quantum uh, Quantum podcast that looks at news and views from a Christian perspective, but open to all from throughout the world. And today we're really going to look at the issue of AI and also slavery. Um, but first of all, can I just say... Uh, a shout out to the large number of new listeners from Nigeria for some reason. I'm not sure why, but you are very, very welcome. And please do send us in news from your wonderful country because there is so much of significance and importance that's happening there for the world and for the church. And also, for some reason, we've had a large number of new listeners from India. And again, I would say exactly the same. I'm not sure whether congratulations are in order for this, but you are now officially the biggest country in the world in terms of population. And then let me say something also in terms of feedback as regards music. Um, The music that's played on here is illustrative. I'm not necessarily recommending it all for you. Um, And it's not obviously to everyone's taste. Though by definition, since uh, I'm using it, my name's David, by the way, These are this is music that I've heard and maybe that I'm interested, maybe that I like, maybe even that I don't like. But I'll tell you what, we will start off with this. That is because we are looking at the question of artificial intelligence and are the robots going to take over and is Harari's homo deus, uh, is that about to happen? Are human beings going to be turned into gods and so on? We've, we lo- we've looked at this in previous quantums in the sense of transgender leading to transhumanism. But um, here's a clip from the BBC's The World Tonight. The primitive forms of artificial intelligence we already have, have proved very useful. But I think the development of full artificial intelligence could spell the end of the human race. Once humans develop artificial intelligence, it would take off on its own and redesign itself at an ever-increasing rate. It's not necessarily bad it's just, it's definitely going to be outside of human control. The issue is, now that we've discovered it works better than we expected a few years ago, what do we do to mitigate the long-term risks of things more intelligent than us taking mm. control? Given the rate of progress, we expect things to get better quite fast, so we need to worry about that. Right now, they're not more intelligent than us, as far as I can tell. 
but I think they soon may be. Those were quotes from Stephen Hawking, Elon Musk and Geoffrey Hinton. Who is Geoffrey Hinton? Geoffrey Hinton was uh, a lead developer at Google. He's uh, resigned, age 75, because he wants to be able to comment on some of his work, which he now regrets. And basically, he's talking about the threats, as Musk and others are, that uh, artificial intelligence could lead to machines becoming more intelligent than us. Andrew Haldane in The Spectator argues that some scientists believe we're fast approaching a singularity, which is the point where AI surpasses human intelligence in all tasks. The future then would be beyond us, our cognitive compass, not just unknown, but unknowable for humans. The future would be shaped not by biology, as in our distant past, or neurology, as in our recent past, but technology. Now, from a Christian perspective, I have to say this gets things wrong. We have never been in charge of our own destiny. And nor is it just biology or neurology or technology. But there is a sovereign God. There is spirituality. And that is what makes a fundamental difference. We are conscious, sentient beings. And artificial intelligence is always going to be that, artificial. The key is in the words. So, but still, I mean, people are afraid. We've been afraid of this for a while. Do you remember this? I'm a friend of Sierra Connor. I was told that she's here. Could I see her, please? No, can't see her. She's making a statement. Where is she? Look, it may take a while. I want to wait. There's a bench over there. I'll be back. That's Arnie, Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Terminator. Uh, if you don't know the storyline, a seemingly indestructible robot from 2029 was sent to 1984. We're getting to 2029, aren't we? Uh, to assassinate a young waitress whose unborn son will lead humanity in a war against sentient machines. And a human soldier is from the same war is sent to protect her at all costs. So, man against the machines, that's been a theme of dystopian novels and movies for some time. But again, I think that whilst technology can be used to destroy, and technology can be used for good, robots are never going to become humans. It's funny, um, I think one of the great titles of a band is Rage Against the Machine. Here's just a, a, a short clip of their song, Testify. I support the death penalty. I support the death penalty. We will be prosperous if we embrace free trade. Prosperity from free and fair trade.
We as Christians testify to the goodness of God, the greatness of God, to the beauty of the creation that he has made, including humanity, especially humanity. It's easy to rage against the machine, but it kind of all, it ends up as hypocrisy, doesn't it? I, the reason I wanted to play that track, actually, was because I was astounded to see that a recent Rage Against the Machine tour was sponsored by a credit card company. As one commentator put it, you sing about injustice and oppression for a living and you charge $50 a t-shirt. See, humans are always going to have this capacity in terms of being flawed. We will have the capacity to hate, but we also have a capacity to love. A robot has neither. Speaking of hate, let's go to Ireland. We Last uh, week we focused on hate speech and uh, in Ireland, this is astonishing, that Ireland has just passed a hate speech law which is so draconian that even when they wanted to, the, the, some politicians wanted to add a law protect people's right to free speech, that was not passed. Now in Ireland, you can be punished for having for having something that that is offensive on, let's say, on your computer, but you haven't passed it on. But again, we're back to the who's determining what is offensive. So uh, another piece of news this week is that Twitter has changed its rules. Now, uh, a week ago, it was considered to be so offensive, and I know this because it's happened to me, that if you referred to a gender-confused person's biological sex or pre-transition name, then you breach their hateful conduct policy and uh, you therefore were banned and you could be banned. Now, Twitter has changed that rule. They've said, no, 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 no. Uh, you're now not going to be banned for that. There is such a thing as biological sex. So standards can change. But in Ireland... Supposing you possess material in which you said that, or the material said, let's say it was a Ricky Gervais joke. Let's say it was, I don't know, a J.K. Rowling comment. Someone could say, well, that's hateful. And just by possessing it, you could be prosecuted. Ireland is turning into a dystopian country. And then, I'm fascinated by this. Uh, there's a, an interview that Elon Musk did with Bill Maher. I found the whole thing completely fascinating. And again, can I say this? As regards, also with the music, when I play clips on here or make quotes, they're not necessarily endorsements. Sometimes I will agree, sometimes I disagree. Sometimes I just put them on here so we can comment on them, we can think about things. That's what we're trying to do. Well, here is uh, Elon Musk talking about education. Parents are just generally not aware of what their, their kids are being taught uh, or, or what they're not being taught. But they're, um, they're letting the kids think that they're well, equal. They're, I mean, yeah, let me, let me, let me give you an example that, that a friend of mine told me, which, uh, you know, his uh, daughters uh, go to college in, in oh, sorry, go to high school in, in the Bay Area. Um, and um, and he, he was asking them, like, well, so who are the, you know, who are the first few presidents of the United States? Uh, the, the, they could name Washington, uh, but, and I said, well, what do you know about him? Well, he was a slave owner. What else? Right. Exactly. Nothing. <laughs> right. I'm like, uh, okay, that's, maybe you should know more than that. You know, yeah. Yeah, that, and that, that is the woke mind virus, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in this instance, I entirely agree. I think that there is a big problem that we have that so many of us uh, 
who are parents or now grandparents, we do not realize that schools today are not like schools when we were. Um, I, I basically grew up in an education system where we were taught how to think, not what to think. But now we have largely in the West an education system which is about social indoctrination and manipulation. That's why in the United States, for example, a recent survey found that 25% of US teens say they're LGBTQ. Now, they're not. But that's the indoctrination. And the indoctrination is actually quite, quite terrifying. So I think Musk was quite spot on in terms of education. That uh, You see, education which treats us as though we are just robots or machines to be programmed according to the the values and desires of the programmers is not the Christian view of education. I don't think it's a good human view of education. I think it does lead us into a kind of mind slavery. And speaking of slavery, Musk goes on to say this. Tell you that. It's huge in the Bible. Absolutely. So Bible it, loves it. We're, 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 <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> really? Yes, they, they, they're, they're, they're quite strict about, like, you know, don't take someone else's slave and that kind of thing. Right, but know? no one ever <laughs> says, just don't do it. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't, they don't they, they, at no point does it say slavery is bad in no, the Bible. No, no. <laughs> they do not condemn it at all. <laughs> now, I, I just, I couldn't resist this because I have to correct it. When these two guys go on, oh, it's big in the Bible and doesn't condemn it, the Bible loves it. And no point does it say slavery is bad. That's not true. Now, what is true is that what they said about slavery being in every single human society. And again, I've just been reading. I love reading history, reading some more history books and basically discovering that's massively true. There hasn't been a single human society without it. But the Bible does actually condemns slavery. For example, 1 Timothy 1.10 talks, condemns the sexually immoral, those practicing homosexuality, slave traders, liars, and perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine. So selling and buying slaves is contrary to the sound doctrine of the Bible, the teaching of Jesus Christ. And I actually think the basis for condemning slavery is in Scripture. And if you remove that, there is no fundamental basis for it. So, you know, Bill Maher's really funny and clever and Elon Musk is a genius. But even geniuses get things wrong. You know, in a world of artificial intelligence, you end up with artificial debates, not real debates, real discussion. And again, I'm going to give you the trigger warning when you hear this gentleman. Don't assume that I'm agreeing with everything he says. Here's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's got to be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? 
It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink, and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Now, what intrigued me about that is that that was a tweet from Tucker Carlson explaining, a video tweet, explaining partly why he left or was fired from Fox News. The irony is that that got 80 million views, which was several times all the news outlets in the United States put together that day. And I think his basic point there is correct. It is unbelievably stupid how, or it's, it's unbelievable how stupid most of the debates are on TV and that the big topics are not discussed. Incidentally, I found fascinating in that whole discussion that uh, the Daily Mail reports, as did others, that Rupert Murdoch doesn't like all that spiritual talk that he was fired for preaching about good, evil, and the need for prayer. And it was actually a, a clip that I, uh, a speech that I almost totally agreed with. Uh, Rupert Murdoch, not too keen on the biblical stuff, like many of his opponents. And then, speaking of Rage Against the Machine, I, I thought this this was important. Now, you see, I'm... I'm trying to work things out in my own head about different things. I don't buy into simplistic black and white. I don't buy into conspiracy theories or saying that everyone who disagrees with me is a conspiracy theorist. I try and work things out. And here's this thing from um, vaccines. It's interesting because I've had people this week write me or attack me for saying that I was an anti-vaccine conspiracy guy or for saying that I was a pro-vaccine conspiracy guy. So, oh well. Anyway, here's Dr. Asim Malhotra on a fascinating interview with Joe Rogan. In the summer, towards the end of last year, second half of last year, the journal Vaccine, peer-reviewed, this is like the highest impact medical journal for vaccines, right? They published a reanalysis of Pfizer and Moderna's original double-blinded randomized control trials. So this is the level, the highest quality level of evidence, okay? With all the caveats, drug industry sponsored, all that stuff, right? But still the, what we call the highest quality level of evidence. Done by independent researchers. Joseph Freeman uh, from Louisiana, he's an ER doctor, clinical data scientist, associate editor of the BMJ, Peter Doshi, Robert Kaplan from Stanford, right? Some very eminent in terms of eminence of integrity, right? I'm not for eminence-based medicine, but I'm for people who have eminence of integrity, right? They published this reanalysis. And what they found was this. In the trials that led to the approval by the regulators, we'll get onto regulators in a minute, around the world, you were more likely 
to suffer a serious adverse event from taking the vaccine, hospitalization, disability, life-changing event, than you were to be hospitalized with COVID. So what that means is it's highly likely this vaccine, mRNA vaccine, should never have been approved for a single human in the first place. And that rate of serious adverse events, Joe, is 1 in 800. And it's at least 1 in 800 because that just covers the first two months of the trial. It, um, in general, what happens is drug companies design trials where they choose people who are less likely to get side effects. So they're generally healthier, right? And then because it's the first two months and I found a mechanism of harm with accelerated heart disease, like my dad died six months after two doses of the vaccine. And we have autopsy studies now showing that, that that's what's hap that can happen several months after. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's just, it's, it beggars belief. And, uh, and that, you know, I, I published this information. Now, the thing that gets me about this, and personally, I've wrestled with this because I was thinking, do I get another vaccine or not? And at the moment, I'm, 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 I'm not heading that direction. And I'll tell you why. Because I believe this is correct, that what, what Dr. Asi Malhotra said is correct. What Dr. John Campbell has been telling us now is correct. That the, the serious adverse events from taking the vaccine, you're more likely to have one of those than you are to be hospitalized with COVID. The serious adverse events are one in 800, at least that, at least that. In 1976, the swine flu vaccine was pulled because it was one in 100,000, not one in 800. The UK government data says that uh, to prevent serious hospitalization uh, in people who are under 70, you have to vaccinate tens of thousands of people. And you've got these adverse events. Now, because everything becomes so polarized in our society and because the big tech companies decided that they're going to act as our guardians, moral, scientific, spiritual guardians, and because we're all to be programmed by the machine and not think for ourselves then we, we're not able to take on board this information. And I think Malhotra is absolutely correct when he says the barrier is a psychological barrier, not an intellectual one. We are willfully blind. We turn a blind eye to the truth in order to feel safe, avoid conflict, protect prestige, and protect fragile egos. I think our society got locked down wrong in general. You could argue for, in some, for some of it. I think we certainly got masks wrong. And it now looks to me as though there's a significant, uh, I've been significant, how shall I put it, misinformation about vaccines, including those who go on uh, to say that they are fact-checking. All right, that's all, Evie. Let's, let's, uh, let's have some Ed Sheeran. When your legs don't work like they used to before And I can't sweep you off of your feet Will your mouth still remember the taste of my love? Will your eyes still smile from your cheeks? Darling, I will be loving you till we're 70 And baby, my heart could still fall as hard at 23 
That's his song, uh, Thinking Out Loud. Actually, that's what we try and do here. We try to think out loud. Um, now, it's interesting that Ed Sheeran is being sued by uh, Marvin Gaye for because Marvin Gaye has this song, which he says Ed Sheeran is just copying. We're all sensitive people with so much to give. Understand each other since we got to be less live. I love you. to see. I mean, I know some people who argue that most pop music, if not rock music, is more or less just the same anyway. Um, I don't think that's true. But the idea, you know, I think that the argument here is in terms of chord progression. Well, I'm sure there's lots of songs that could be condemned in terms of that. But maybe we could just end up with music made by robots. Maybe everything will be Kraftwerk. I mean, the genius of Kraftwerk, of course, that it was synthetic uh, music made by humans. Maybe we're going to have human sound sounding music made by robots. I still don't think that robots are going to be able to do the sublime beauty and the mistakes of, and the emotions, certainly not the emotions of humanity. All right, just a couple of things uh, in terms of climate change. I read a fascinating article about the Dutch farmers versus the Greens and why it really matters, and it does matter. And I keep saying it matters that, um, and it's the same in Scotland, it's the Scottish fishermen versus the Greens. It's funny, I think Greens are entirely inappropriately named. I think that they are about turning our society into a dystopian, robotic uh, kind of culture. In fact, I think they'd be very happy if there were no humans. Um, I know that's a bit extreme to say, but sometimes they are a bit extreme. Um, Here's for example, that you just almost laugh at this. Brecon Beacons National Park Authority in the UK has said it's renaming the park because the word beacon implies carbon emissions and does not fit with the ethos. Yeah. I don't know. There's almost nothing to say about that. Okay, there have been a couple of uh, deaths this week. Uh, One, this... uh, 
gentleman, Gordon Lightfoot. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Just like an old time movie about a ghost from a wishing well in a castle dark or a fortress strong. With chains upon my feet You know that ghost is me And I will never be set free As long as I'm a ghost You can't see If I could read your mind, love What a tale your thoughts could tell Just like a paperback novel The kind the drugstore sells When you reach the part Where the heartaches come The hero would be me Heroes often fail And you won't read that book again Because the ending's just too hard to take That's his song, If You Could Read My Mind. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot's song, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, is just, it goes on and on and on, on forever and ever, and it's utterly brilliant. Um, Sundown, another great song from Gordon Lightfoot. But if you could read my mind, uh, I'm thinking again, can robots read our minds? I don't think so. I don't think so, and I don't think they'll ever be able to do that. They may be able to analyse and predict on the basis of, of behaviour, previous behaviours, but I don't think they'll be able to read our minds. And I also don't think a robot would ever, ever <laughs> produce this. Now let's bring out this woman that you say is interfering. Her name is Sally. Yeah. Uh, that was less than a pleasant greeting. Uh, She's married to this guy and she says you're interfering. Is that true? That's Jerry Springer. Um, it's amazing how ubiquitous Jerry Springer was. Uh, he's died, aged 89. The Jerry Springer show by the mid-1990s was just huge and awful. Just awful. Um, it was all about shocking confessions, adultery, sex, um, fist fights. Uh, stirring things up. He was 79, not 89, by the way. Uh, I, what astounded me in, in reading his obituary was that the show ran until 2018. I remember being at a free church camp and we had... The, <laughs> um, I remember our Annabelle's good friend, Mary Campbell, we we ran the... We did a kind of skit with the kids on Jerry Springer. But actually an extremely sad... Um, I don't know, indictment of American society. Uh, somebody said that all America is today the Jerry Springer show. I think that's unfair on uh, my American brothers and sisters, but there's an element of truth in that very sad caricature. All right, I'm going to go. Um, people will be wondering why have you not mentioned the coronation of King Charles because I'm producing, a re recording this on Thursday, we'll probably put it out on Friday, and the coronation is on Saturday, and I think we'll probably run a full thing on it next week, but 
I was asked this, and so I will answer the question. Are you going to be uh, joining in the chorus of millions swearing allegiance to the king and his heirs? We've been invited to make a public pledge. Uh, the answer is no, I'm not. Uh, my pledge is, if you like, to God, to Christ. Uh, I make a pledge to my family. Um, I have no desire to make a pledge to King Charles uh, III. Uh, others of you will disagree with that. I think we are to honour the king, as the Bible says. I think we are to respect. But I, I no more make a pledge to him than I, the first century Christians would make a pledge to Caesar. You may disagree, so write in and let me know why, and we will include your comments next week. But anyway, um, let's listen to some of this. another rock song that's Alice Cooper and I'm, this is a, a, a section where I always look at the church so what's Alice Cooper got to do with the church um, well here's what Alice Cooper's got to do with the church you know a lot of people say you know I, I came to Christ because my love of Jesus I came to Christ because of my fear of God I totally understood that hell was not getting high with Jim Morrison <laughs> hell was going to be the worst place ever in fear, I came back to the Lord. But I went to another church and that pastor preached the love of Christ, which now you put the two together yeah. and it was exactly right. Yes. Well, you know, the Bible even says some saved by fear. You know, and there's a point where some people, they need the hell scared out of them. I'm telling you, I, I, was, I had, because I knew if I died and I knew, in other words, I knew who Christ was, Jesus Christ was, and I was denying him because I was living my own life and I was living my life without him. I knew that there had to either come a point where I either accepted Christ and started living that life, or if I died in this, I was in a lot of trouble. And that's what really motivated me. What does that mean when you say accepted Christ? What does it mean to accept Christ? Well, you know, I don't think we accept Christ. I think we accept the fact that he accepted us, you know? Um, and I just got to a point of saying, I'm tired of this life. And I know that this is right. When people say, well, how do you know that? Put that into words and I go, you can't put that into words. It's because God opens your eyes and he says, you know, it's supernatural. And you try to tell that to people and they go, well, yeah, but so is voodoo and so is this. And I go, no, you don't understand. And I could never explain it to you. But when, when the Lord opens your eyes and you suddenly realize who you are and who he is, oh, it's a whole different world. I, I think he's actually a very perceptive and uh, engaging person in many ways. And he's a Christian brother. And he says that he became a Christian because hell is the worst place ever in fear I came back to the Lord. By the way, 
artificial intelligence is not going to feel fear and artificial intelligence is not going to feel love. But I think that uh, those motives, the fear of God, if you like, or the fear of hell, but also God's love, those two things all come together to free us from our slavery. And speaking from slavery, uh, again, thinking of robots, let's go into the Matrix. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now in this very room, you can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Just, that's just such an incredible scene in so many ways. What truth? You're a slave like everyone else. You're born into bondage, born into a prison, etc. Prison for your mind. You have to see it for yourself and so on. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Nothing more. Follow me. Well, actually, no. Um, Jesus Christ is the truth. He offers the truth. He offers himself. He offers love. He offers life. He offers so much more. But we do have to choose. That is absolutely correct. The red pill or the blue pill. We can choose to stay enslaved, dead in our sins and trespasses, or we can choose to be free. And again, no robot is going to do that for us. So I'm going to love you and leave you. I'm going to leave you with this song. Um, I'll put up the video clip, which is from the film Wilberforce. It's about slavery. If we are just robotic minds, we are slaves. We are slaves. We're just machines, but we are not. We are human beings. We have real intelligence, not artificial intelligence, but we are bound. We are in chains. We need our chains to fall off. We need to become free. And that only comes through Christ. The world's running around worrying about gender identity or AI and war and disease and everything else. But we as Christians can go to the maker of the universe. 
we can know him and love him and serve him because he's our maker as well. But he's also our redeemer. He can set us free. We don't take the red pill or the blue pill. We take Christ or we reject Christ. And I hope that you will follow Christ. Thanks to Peter for producing this. Uh, if you want to help sponsor us, fund us, please do so through the Podbean fundraiser. All the links will be on the website, www.theweefly.com. All comments welcome. And uh, again, if you're from Nigeria or India, in fact, any country in the world, feel free to, to get in touch and let us know the news from your country. God bless you and see you next week. Bye. The Lord has promised good to me. His word, my hope, secures. He will my share. As life endures, my chains are Forever